The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. This is the Employment Law Show. Hello, hello. It is Wednesday. It is 6.32 in the evening. That is time for you to grab that phone and talk to us. Give us a call. We are here with another edition of the Employment Law Show set to go on the show today. We're going to get to the topic of the most common cases of constructive dismissal. What is that all about? Well, stick around for the next half hour and find out. Lior Samfiru, of course, is here and uh, doing all the heavy lifting, reaching out to Lior anytime, one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca and the website that was built specifically to be free and anonymous and full of information just for you to use anytime pocketemploymentlawyer.ca and into that one you'll find the severance pay calculator again free tool we'll tell you what your severance should be take about 30 seconds and you'll join the over 2 million people that have done exactly that and had their eyes opened up to what real severance should be. So there you go. We always get on this uh, on these phone calls as soon as you want to uh, bring them on. The phone lines are now open, 416-870-6400. But we always start with the case of the day. Lior, what's, uh, what's going on today? Well, John, uh, I am uh, here. I'm ready. I am pumped to talk about employment law as usual. So if you're driving in your car, maybe you're out taking the dog for a walk in this nice weather, uh, maybe you, you didn't have the best of day or you're worried about tomorrow not being a good day at work. Well, if you have a question or a problem, this is the way to resolve it by calling here, but no, knowing what to do, what to say. Maybe it's a harassment or bullying issue. Maybe it's a severance issue, like John was saying. Maybe you're, you're simply worried that your job is going to change. You're talking about making changes to your hours or your pay, what to do, how to respond. Well, whatever the issue or the problem, Uh, give us a call right now. I'll answer. I'll tell you what you need to know. And of course, as usual, we'll give you my contact information in the office throughout the show so you can take that next step if you want to, which is to connect with me and my team so we can have a private chat and and, you know I can roll up my sleeves and get working for you. Mm -hmm. But case of the day where I'd like to start. Now, the big announcement, John, this week from the federal government was the the lifting of vaccine mandates yes. for all employees that were affected by a federal mandate. Now, uh, there were some employees, certainly those in transportation, marine, air, and railway, that uh, where the government implemented a vaccine mandate. There were some other employees that worked for the federal government that were under a vaccine mandate. Well, those are gone now. So I have had already a lot of calls, especially today, People ask me, well, what does this really mean for them? Right. So here's what this means. First of all, if you were working for one of those uh, in one of those jobs that the vaccine mandate had applied to you, right now, and again, by the way, I'm talking about non-union employees only. But if you're working one of those jobs and now you're not being called back to work, then you have a wrongful dismissal case on your hand. Is you can get severance. And so if your employer doesn't call you back to work now that they're able to because there's no vaccine mandate, then yes, severance is owed to you. You couldn't pursue it up until now, right? Because there was a vaccine mandate. And if you're not vaccinated, then your employer was not able to to have you working even if they wanted you to. So again, if you're not vaccinated, you're not called back to work now. And, and now that the federal government removed that mandate, you're owed severance. Now, the other thing is this. There's employees that are federally regulated 
mm-hmm. where the mandate did not apply to them. For example, people that work for banks or in, in trucking. So, but despite the fact that there was no mandate, their employer decided to implement their own mandate. Well, in those situations, you were owed severance anyway, but right now your case for severance becomes that much stronger because your employer can't even say, well, we were really doing what the government was recommending. That recommendation is gone. It doesn't exist anymore. So if you're still on the fence or not sure about whether to pursue your rights, if you've been put off work because of your vaccine status, if you've been let go because of your vaccine status, as good a case as you had last week, this Uh week your case has gotten that much better because the federal government has eliminated all mandates. So if you're still struggling with this, if you want to know what you're owed, if you want to know whether you should pursue your matter, if you're still not working, give me a call. Let's talk. I can get working on helping you. You can actually call right now and ask your questions. That would be, uh, be excellent, 416-870-6400. So does the uh, two-year limitation still apply? How far can people go back if they've been on uh, you know this mandate that long? So for people that have uh, that had the mandate apply to them and the mandate has just been removed, they would have two years from now, from when the mandate oh. was removed. For those individuals where the mandate, the, the federal mandate did not apply to them, they have two years from when they were put off work. So either way, you still have time, uh, but certainly it's not something you want to wait on. You know, if someone owes me something, I'd rather get it now rather than wait yep. uh, years to, to pursue it. So uh, I don't think waiting is something that's recommended here at all. At least have that conversation with Lior, one 821 5900 Really simple, see where you stand. Or like I said, uh, the fast line, get on air here with us tonight. And simply ask your questions, 416-870-6400. Okay, the most common cases of constructive dismissal. I know you've been culminating these for a little bit, Lior. There's some good ones here, too. And some people may not realize any or all of these, so it's a good exercise to start uh, getting through some of these. Number one is you are put on a temporary layoff. That is a big number one for sure. So that is a big one, and that's a hu- that's probably a common one, most common one. But just for those that are not familiar with this term, constructive mm. dismissal. Constructive dismissal happens when you're not actually being let go by the company, but because of what the company did, you, the employee, are able to treat it as a termination. So constructive dismissal, you decide that you've been terminated and you can get severance. A regular dismissal, company lets you go. So the first example of a constructive dismissal, John just talked about, temporary layoffs. So because an employer does not have an automatic right to put you on a temporary layoff, if they do that anyway, you can look at it as a constructive dismissal. The employee has a right to say that by putting me on this temporary layoff, it's as if you let me go. And because of that, now, Mr. Employer, you have to pay me my full severance. Full severance, we know, can be as much as two years' pay. So for those individuals that have been let go or, you know, because of COVID, whether it's uh, recently or even back uh, a while ago, even if your employer said, no, no, it's not really a layoff, it's an infectious disease emergency leave. Either way, you can treat that as a constructive dismissal, you can treat that as a termination, and keep in mind that in the future as well. If that happens to you next year, you're put on a construct or on a temporary layoff, it's not something your employer can do. So what does that mean? It could be a constructive dismissal. You bet. Second one is this. Your employer changes the terms of your employment. This has been happening a lot as well. Uh, it could be a salary thing. could be job duties. could be your location. could be your hours of work. Stuff like that, right? 
So we're talking about things that your employer does that they're not allowed to do, and as a result of which, you can say it's a constructive dismissal. Well, exactly what John said. Your employer doesn't have a right to make significant changes to the terms of your employment. Your employer doesn't have a right to change your job significantly, to change your hours, your pay. All those things, if your employer changes, may result in a constructive dismissal. So let's say you're facing a pay cut. Generally, you will have two options. You can accept that pay cut and continue working. Of course, that's your choice. Mm-hmm. But the second option you have and the choice that you can make is you can say, by, by cutting my pay, that's a constructive dismissal. So I'm leaving. I'm gone. But you have to pay me severance, Mr. Employer. Now, keep in mind, I don't want anyone quitting before they speak to me. Okay, we need to do this right. But a pay cut, a change in hour shifts, demotion, relocation, all those can result in a constructive dismissal. And it's a very common situation. 416-870-6400, 416-870-6400. With all of those things, well, I mean, some may be extreme. You may be way in the other end of town, but do you have a little bit of time to try them out? Because a lot of people love their jobs, and they're, they're okay with a bit of a change, like even a pay a pay decrease if it's a small percentage. Can they, can they accept it and at least try it to see if it works? Yeah, a lot of individuals may be on the fence. Yeah, my boss changed something, but I don't mm-hmm. know if I like it or not. Can, can I... Take some time to decide and see how I feel about it. Yeah, absolutely. So here's what you do. First thing you do is you want to tell your employer in writing, an email works great, text message works great. You say, employer, I'm concerned about this change, but I'm going to try it for a little while and then let you know what I think of it. That's it. Just a one-liner. That's number one. Number two is once you try it, you only have a, a short period of time, a few weeks to do that. You know, three weeks or so is okay. Anything much longer than that, you're just going to be considered to have accepted it. So you can try it for a short period of time, tell your employer, and then if you still feel, no, this change is not something I'm okay with, you still are able to pursue a constructive dismissal. But frankly, before you do any of that, you should speak to me. You don't want to do anything that may inadvertently compromise your legal rights. Again, you can reach out uh, by email anytime to Lior and his team and have a chat that way. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Always keep that one with you and one 821 5,900 as we get some uh, some calls lined up here. We'll keep going down our list of the most common cases of uh, constructive dismissal. Number three is you're put on an unpaid, unpaid suspension. What is that all about? So generally speaking, and many people are going to be surprised, in a non-union environment, right. your employer does not have a right to suspend you without pay, even if you did something wrong. They could suspend you with pay as long as it's reasonable and then you know the, the punishment fits the crime. But they don't have a right to suspend you without pay. If they suspend you without pay, that may be a constructive dismissal. So, you know, you may have made a mistake. You may have done something you're not supposed to. And maybe there's some discipline that's warranted. But if it's a, if it's a suspension without pay, especially if it's more than, you know, a day, then that may be a constructive dismissal. You don't necessarily have to accept that. And you can treat that as a termination and get your severance. Let's get Dean on the line before we break. Hi, Dean. Good evening. How are you? I'm doing good. You guys? Good, sir. What's on your mind? Um, working for a factory that uh, the rumor mill has that they are going to try to shut it down. And uh, what they want to do is move me to transfer me to another division in the same town, but it's not where I'd like to go. So would that be considered a constructive dismissal? So how will this change uh, affect you, Dean? Um, nothing really other than the fact that it's, uh, a little farther away from my home 
and it's just uh unfortunately i do know some of the people that are in this factory and i don't really want to work there anymore at least not so in Dean, that for, factory i get it so so for this to be a constructive dismissal it's either would have to be an extra hour to get there or to get back so we'd have to add an extra hour for you or it would have to be the type of job that could be seen as a as a demotion uh if, if it's a demotion or if it's an hour then it's a constructive dismissal if it's simply one of those things where, yeah, I don't like that as much as I like the other one, unfortunately, that won't be enough for a constructive dismissal. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. All right. No, perfect. I was just kind of curious. I was listening to the show. I do all the time. And it just, uh, obviously, this has uh, come up into my view the last uh, month or yeah. so. So I thought I'd give you guys a call and uh, set things straight. Thank Dean, you. appreciate the uh, appreciate the time. Anytime you want to follow up, you can do so. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Kevin, Lisa, stand by. We'll get to both of you after a short break as we continue the Wednesday night edition Employment Law Show. More is on the way. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. And hey, welcome back to it. 6.47 on your Wednesday at 416-870-6400 is the way to call through and ask your questions. Lisa, thank you so much for, for standing by. What's uh, what's going on with you? Um, I just have a question. Um, huh. During the pandemic in uh, 2020, I was employed with an employer. Um, I was reaching my one-year mark in April, and unfortunately I got uh, temporary layoff in, uh, in March when everybody did on March the 20th. Um, I was laid off till October. So in October, I get a phone call from my employer saying that he can't bring me back. He's not going to be bringing me back. He's unable to. And he said to me, you know, based on the, I guess the law, because I, I wasn't there for a year, he gave me one month's salary. And I'm kind of saying to myself, just listening to what, uh, you know, you're talking about, was I supposed to be getting more? So, Lisa, my first question is, did you sign the acceptance of that uh, offer? I didn't sign anything. I just took it okay. verbally. So, and this was, I guess, in October of 2020? Yeah, in October 2020, because I got laid off on March, I think it was Friday, um, okay. before everything shut down on the Monday, on the, tw- on the 20th of March. And, and Lisa, uh, what kind of a job were you doing, and how old are you? I'm 58 years old, then I was 56 years old, and yep. what kind of job I was an account manager, which when I account manager, and I was making, you know, a good salary. So you would actually be owed right around four months pay. Four, not one, but four months. Now, the good news is that because, number one, you didn't sign anything, and number two, because it's been less than two years since you were let go in October of 2020, you can still pursue it and you can still get that severance, that extra three months that you wrote. So, right. uh, and it's in fact going to be very straightforward to do. So, Lisa, all you need to do is you need to connect with me off air. Uh, we'll give you that information in just a moment. 
and I'll be able to get that for you. That should be a very straightforward process to do that. Yeah, because like I said, like I mean, I had a feeling he was going to lay me off or fire me. I think for you know, and even if he did fire me, I was saying to myself, well, I'm going to go to somebody because I haven't had any warning. I haven't been written up. I haven't been told that I um, that I my job is on the line or anything like that, right? And also. I went on holidays, and when I came back from my holidays, there was a new person sitting in my job. So ultimately, he's allowed to let you go. It's not a nice thing to do, but he has to pay you the severance that he owes you. And in your case, that's four months, not one month. So let's talk off air, and let's get to work to make sure you get it. Lisa, here's how you do that. one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. But back to our calls always 416 870 6400. Kevin, thank you for standing by next. Uh, what's your question? Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Uh, so, this is my question. It's t- today my my um, my sister was looking for, for jobs while I was while I was working at home, home office. And um, she had a laptop right beside mine. She was looking for jobs and she she brought up to my attention there was a lot of jobs for administrative roles or even account managers role, customer success roles, where they're looking for employees. But as you scroll all the way down to the details, it said you need to be fully vaccinated. And I was wondering, since the uh, measures have been lifted, is this, is this okay for companies to be requesting or requiring for their future employee to be fully vaccinated? So, Kevin, uh, in terms of hiring people only that are fully vaccinated, that may well be a human rights violation. The the problem is twofold. Number one is that that issue hasn't gone before the Human Rights Tribunal, so we don't have a decision. In my view, it, it probably is a human rights violation. But the second issue, the only thing she could ever do about it is to, to take legal action against those companies that have those postings, which... You know, frankly, it's going to take a long time and it's not going to really get her the job. So from a forget about the legal standpoint for a second, from a practical standpoint, there's probably not much that she can do, even though potentially what they're doing is not legal. Right, right. I, I just want to tell I mean, obviously, she did, didn't apply for those jobs, but um, I, I was just curious to see if that was something legal to do today after the measures have been lifted. Arguably, it's not, and and arguably, it was illegal even before the measures were lifted. But again, ultimately, it would be up to the Human Rights Tribunal to decide that. But I've been saying that I believe it is, in fact, a a, a human rights violation not to hire someone because of their vaccine status unless there's a government mandate that says to the employer, you have to have people vaccinated. Kev, appreciate the time and the call. Moving on down to Evan. Hi, Evan. Thank you for, for hanging on. What's your question? Hi. Uh... Give you the Coles notes on this one too. Uh, I was working for a company. Uh, they gave us two weeks to. They gave us a two-week uh, unpaid leave, like the government said, to get vaccinated. I decided not to, and they let me go. I was okay with that, and I'm not really concerned about. I, I, I mean, in terms of uh, a pending class action, I, I, I'm not really concerned about the money for me. What I'm concerned about is something punitive to teach companies that they cannot do this to Canadians. That's really what my question is. Is there something coming up? Do you see something coming up or should I just settle and just be done with it? You should settle and be done with it. 
because uh, number one, I'm not I'm not aware of any class actions. Number two, if there are any class actions, they will be you know many many years before they get resolved. And number three, I actually don't believe there will be punitive damages in those situations. So you're, there would be the severance potentially for the employees, which is something that you can get right now. So right. there's no point waiting years for something uh, that you can and have right that. now. So I, I would absolutely uh, get your matter resolved if, if, you're, if you've been let go or you've been put off work because of your vaccine status. Happy to help you. Happy to get that resolved. We're resolving these cases every single day. There would be no point to wait. Thanks, Evan. Appreciate the call. And uh, moving forward, you still got some time. few minutes here. 416-870-6400 is the way to do that. In the meantime, get back to the most common cases of constructive dismissal. Again, these, uh, you know, leave, leave you with your head scratching sometime, but you just don't know what it means. That's why we're clearing these up on the show tonight. Uh, we talked about unpaid suspension. How about this? A company you work for is being sold. So if a company you work for is being sold, there's going to be a new ownership. You can treat that that change okay is a constructive dismissal that's true by the way even if you're offered a job with the buyer Mm. if you're offered a job with the buyer and you choose not to accept it even though you're choosing not to accept the law looks at it as a termination because something big has changed the identity of your employer changed so it's a termination now in terms of severance if, if the job that was offered to you was the same job, essentially, and that you didn't really have a good reason to say no, you won't get your full severance. You'll only get your minimum entitlement. Right. If there was a good reason why you didn't accept a new job, maybe the, the pay was different, maybe the location was different, etc., then you would get your full severance. But either way, a change in ownership, whenever a business is sold, there's that change in ownership, that can be a constructive dismissal if you want it to be. But here, more important than ever. If you are facing a job change or an ownership change to your business and you're not sure if you should accept or should you not, should you say constructive dismissal or should you not, before you do anything, you have to give me a call. It can get a bit tricky with the sale of a business, so we have to make sure we do this right. And finally, the most common case of constructive dismissal, this one's actually still out there and it still happens, but your employer won't accommodate your medical restrictions. So if an employer won't accommodate, so you you have a doctor's note saying you need mm-hmm. some medical uh, support from your doctor, you need some uh, modified hours, modified duties, your employer has to accommodate. It's under our human rights law, duty to accommodate, one of the most important obligations that an employer has. Well, if they say, no, we don't want to, we're going to wait till you're better, or we don't think we should give you modified duties, it's not fair for anyone else, so come back when you're completely healthy. That, even though they're not firing you, they're just saying, stay home till you get fully better, uh, the fact that they won't accommodate you, not only is that a human rights violation, we've said that, but it's also a constructive dismissal. Your employer not meeting its legal obligations, not you know living up to their end of the bargain, so to speak, is a constructive dismissal, is a termination. Yeah. And in that situation, you can get severance, you can get human rights damages. I always say your, your doctor is the most important person in the world when it comes to your ability to work and the accommodation that you need. Get that doctor's note and you're protected. Is there a threshold to how much the employer can do? So at some point, it becomes too difficult for the employer to accommodate. They may just cost way too much and cause too much havoc. So they don't have to go that far. We call that the point of undue hardship. But oftentimes, in fact, most times, employers may not get to that point before they say, no, no, this is too much. This is too hard. So if you're not sure if your employer is accommodating properly or is it too hard, is it not too hard, we should really have a chat. 
And again, you always say the gatekeeper of all this is your doctor. What they say goes, regardless of what your employer, you know, throws out the doctor's note. That doesn't matter. No, you have that doctor's note that all that it needs to say, by the way, you can't work, you need to be off, or you need this type of accommodation. Hmm. As soon as you have that, the onus turns on to the employer to make it happen, to make whatever your doctor says happen. And with that, we will wrap back in tomorrow night. Of course, in the meantime, reaching out to the Lior and the team, one 821 5900 Use that number. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email address and the free anonymous site with lots of employment law information and the severance pay calculator. Always good to go through that exercise. For free is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you tomorrow on the Employment Law Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Entertainment.